Good to see everybody this morning. You know, it's something very precious when you have God's people coming together just to worship God, just to be in His presence. It's really great being here today. Amen. Amen. Lord, we love you this morning. We thank you, Lord. We welcome the presence of your Holy Spirit. Lord, we declare that this is your day. And Lord, we rejoice in it and we're glad in it. Lord, I'm so thankful that we can come together, Lord, to partake of your word. Just to be in your presence. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, that your word says where two or three are gathered in your name, that you promised to be in the midst. And God, we know that you're here. Lord, I pray that today, Lord God, that this the word would go forth, Lord, and it would touch hearts and lives. Lord, we need your anointing. And we call upon you right now for your anointing to be upon our lives. Lord, that I may minister the word, Lord God, as you desire. And Lord, that our hearts would be open to the to the word today. God, I thank you. I thank you for what you what you've already done, and I thank you, Lord God, what you're about to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. You know, we see our, a lot of times our brothers and our sisters in need, and we go to them, and we just tell them just to have faith. You know, just to trust God. Which is good to say. But, you know, it goes a little deeper than that. You can say, I, I have faith in God. But sometimes that's not quite enough just to say it. Sometimes we, we say things that are just kind of like cliches, you know. Um, we just, we say it, we don't really have a, any depth to what we're saying. Just like you go down the hallway and you see somebody you don't even know and say, how are you? You know, you're really not asking how they are. It's just a type of greeting. And we, sometimes we say these spiritual cliches on people, you know, and and we really don't have a lot of depth into it. Seems like the words just kind of roll out out of our mouth. But the word says that the just shall, shall live by faith. We shall live by faith. Faith is just a whole lot deeper just saying that I have faith. But it's a state of being. It's, a, uh, it's something that's within you. The title of my message today is When Faith is Not Enough. When Faith is Not Enough. Today you may be in need. You may be caught up in battles of life that just been just kind of so big. It's hard to even comprehend them. And you need faith. You need God to move in your life. But how many times have you had problems and it just seems like it never goes away? God, I need you to take care of this. But it's still there. I'm having a little trouble with this earpiece here. Uh, just saying no to the enemy has not worked. 
You've done all that you know to do. You may be become battle-weary, that you're kind of tired of fighting. It's done, you've done all that you know to do. Know this, that God knows what you're going through this morning. He knows that the battle, the battle that you're in, and know this, he also cares very much. He wants you to be successful. He wants you to be free. He wants you to be healed. He wants you to uh, be blessed. He wants you uh, to uh, be financially secure. He wants all these things for you. He wants to fight the battle for you. But it will take more than just saying, I have faith. I trust God. It will take you putting action to your faith. James 2.18 says, But someone will say, You have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith without works, and I will show you my faith by my works. Faith requires action. The word that's used in this scripture says works. It signifies action. Answer prayer requires us to put action to our faith. Our circumstances, whether it be sickness or it could be financial, it could be uh, in relationships, uh, it could go the whole gamut, whatever the circumstances you find yourself in. One thing is not caused by good luck or bad luck. No pun intended. My dad always said when I was growing up, I would say, boy, they're lucky. My dad always came back to say, you make your own luck. And to a certain extent that is true. A lot of things we go through, we cause ourselves. Uh, a lot of things we go through is because uh, the enemy has attacked us and we have not overcome it. No such thing as luck. Our circumstances are not because we have a great sin in our life. Although that could be a factor if there is sin in your life. But we who are Christians, who are believers, it's not because that we have sin, some great sin, that God is punishing us. But it's because we have an enemy out there. An enemy that is here to destroy you and me if he could. The only reason he can't destroy us is because we are born-again believers. This thing don't want to hang on my ear. However, the enemy will use all his resources to keep you pushed down. He'll try to keep you defeated. He'll help. He'll try to keep you ineffective in the kingdom as long as you allow him to. If he has made you ineffective in your witness, he has accomplished his goal. He's not trying to make you turn away from God. He just wants to keep you ineffective. He wants to take your witness away. He wants you to keep looking inward, not outward. 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter says, For we walk in the flesh. We do not war according to the flesh. 
For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Our battles are not with our neighbor. It's not with our employer. It's not with our creditor or anybody else. Our battle is with Satan and his angels. He may walk through some individuals, but Satan is our enemy. We see people who come against us from time to time. But you've got to look past that. It's not them, but it's Satan working through them. You can pray for that person, but you've got to come against the one who's behind the whole thing. Amen? Although we're made of flesh, we do not break the power of the enemy through carnal-type weapons, a gun or a, um, a knife or any other weapon that are completely worthless to us. But there are weapons that God has given us to combat against our enemy. It says that the weapons of our warfare are mighty through God. In Ephesians 6 chapter, it tells you what your weapon is, your main weapon, and that is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. We must know our weapons. All the weapons are found in the Word of God, and God enables us to use them through the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Second Timothy tells us how we can know our weapons. Be diligent to present yourself approved to, to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. As a soldier learns the various types of weapons, as soldiers learn the various types of weapons in their warfare, we must rightly divide the word of truth and learn the weapons that God has given unto us. You know, I, I have never been in the armed forces. Other than shooting a few shotguns here and there and hunting, I don't know weaponry. I have never shot a machine gun. I have not, never shot off a mortar. It's none of these things. If I were to take up one, it could be very dangerous for everybody. Because I don't know what I'm doing. But you know, we Christians are much like that. We have all these weapons, but we don't know what we're doing. And we don't know how to access them. We don't know how to use these weapons. So we need to learn what the Word of God says and how to uh, use the weapons that God has given us. I want to look at some of the weapons that we see in the Word. Uh, Mark, the 11th chapter. From verse 22, it says, So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he asks. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you have them. The word has a lot to say about the words. The, the word has a lot to say about the words we say. You know, our words have creative power. Also, they can destroy too. 
Uh, many of you are facing mountains in your life. Some large obstacle. And it just seems like you cannot get around it. You can't get over it. It's always there before you. And it's got your full attention. Verse 23 tells us to speak to the mountain. Be removed and cast into the sea. We need to learn how to speak to our mountains. We need to be able to get rid of these mountains. Can I trade, please? This thing just not working very well for me today. So are you speaking to your mountains? Are you commanding your mountain to be removed and cast into the sea? Jesus told you to do it. And you know, if you do it according to the Word of God, God will honor you, and He will do what you ask of Him. But you got to speak to Him. You know, you can't just say, you know, boy, I just wish this thing would go away. I wish this problem would just leave me. But you got to tell it to leave. You've got to tell it by the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ that's in your life that this mountain has to be removed. Hebrews 10.23 says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. This morning I want to ask you, what are you confessing over your life? Are you confessing, you know, I am really sick this morning. Or I have this disease in my life. Somebody asks you about it, yes, I have this sickness. And we've all been guilty of this. Or I have a financial situation. It's really bad, and I don't know what I'm going to do. And we, we talk about them, and it owns us. So what are you confessing? We need to watch our words, and we need to begin confessing what God has said about our situation. That God, you said that by your stripes I am healed. That in your own body you took my infirmities. God, you said that you would supply my need according to your riches and glory. God, you said that you would open up the windows of heaven over my life if I'm obedient to you. And we start speaking those things. God, this is promises for me. And God, I speak those things in my life. I speak those things to those mountains that I'm facing. Today, what are you confessing in your life? Seems like we as humans, we gravitate to the, to the negative side for some reason. But God wants us to gravitate towards Him and speak what is right and what is true. One phrase our pastor says, and, I, and I, when I first heard it, it just, it just caught me, and, and I have never forgotten it. Um, so you can go to the doctor and they will diagnose you with all these things and they may be facts. But you know, we have the truth and the truth says that we are healed. Never take a diagnosis that the doctor said. You do what you got to do, but you start proclaiming God's promises over your life. God, I am healed. I speak healing into my body. God, I am healed. Truth is greater than fact. And 
we need the truth of the Word. That's our weapon. That's our weapon. Ephesians 6, starting verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness in this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and have, it all, have done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God there are several points I want to make within those scriptures right there first of all starting with verse 10 it says for us to be strong in the Lord we cannot be successful in life and we got, unless we are strong in the Lord that we have the strength of God and I tell you what, without the Word of God in you, you will not be strong. Because all you will be doing is dodging the, the, the blows of the enemy, hoping you don't get hit. We've got to be strong in the Lord. We receive strength to battle from the Word of God. We're in a battle. You've got to get your strength. You need to know how to use your weapon. Verse 11 says we need to put on the whole armor of God. The armor of God is our protection against the wiles or the devices or the schemes of the devil. If we are lacking in any part of our armor, we open ourselves to injury and defeat. You need the whole armor of God. You need it to surround you. Verse 12 tells us who the devil has under his command. Principalities, powers, rulers of darkness of this age as spiritual hosts of wickedness and spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places you know if I wasn't a Christian that could put fear in your heart just reading that but you know the word of God says greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world the greater one lives inside of me the greater one lives inside of you the enemy has no power over you all he does is go out and try to deceive you into believing otherwise other than what the Word says. He's great at what he does. He does it well because he's deceived a lot of people. The greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. The enemy has no power against us unless we give it to him. First. 13 tells us that we must put on the whole armor of God. We need the armor of God that we may be able to withstand in the evil day and have it in all to stand. Without the armor, we cannot stand. 
without the armor, still fell. Goes on to say about, and having done all to stand. I can picture a soldier that uh, been in a battle. And for whatever reason, it may be a, something that just stops, but he's there. He's standing at attention. He's got his shield in his hand. He's got his sword. He's ready. He's ready. He's ready for whatever the enemy may try to throw at him. He's ready. He's not afraid. But he's standing on the Word of God. The Word of God has given him strength. The Word of God has given him the knowledge and, and the ability to fight. And he's ready. We've got to be ready at all times. Are you standing today? Are you ready? Verse 14 through 17 describes our armor. So there's two pieces of armor I want to uh, talk about. There are the shield of faith and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The shield of faith enables you to quench the fiery darts of the wicked one. Without the shield of faith, the enemy fire darts can penetrate to the armor. You got your shield of faith. Fire dart comes over here and you put the shield there. Comes from this side and you got your shield up. You can't make it without your shield of faith. We can't make it without faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. We need the Word of God. It will build your faith. It is faith in the Word of God that protects you. One thing I, you know, notice in those scriptures, though, there's nothing about the armor that talks about there's protecting your backside. There's no retreating. We've got to march forward. We've got to fight. As soon as you start retreating, the enemy has all kind of power over you. You've got to go forward. You've got to fight. No retreats. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word, is the only offensive weapon we have. Without the sword, you will make no forward progress. All you're doing is just trying to keep off the fiery darts. You will always be on the defense. No forward progress. As I was preparing this, the Lord spoke this to my heart that there are those this morning that have laid down their sword. You're tired fighting. But what the Lord wants you to do is pick up your sword again. Let's get back in the battle. God will fight with you. He will strengthen you. He wants you to get yoked up with him. You've got to pick up the sword.
without your sword. Instead of saying that you probably are staggering around. Reminds me of a of a boxer that you you see from time to time. They get in the ring and they're fighting. But then they start getting blows and they're just standing there and they're staggering. They won't go down, but they're just being hit. One right after the other. They're still in the ring. There's no fight left in them. They get what you call punch drunk. You're going to have to shake yourself. You're going to have to pull yourself together. You're going to have to pick up your words and start fighting again. First Timothy 6, 12 says, fight the good fight of faith. We got to get up here and fight. We got to battle. We got to make war. The enemy will want to run over you. But we got to fight the good fight of faith. First Peter 5 says, be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may fire. Resist him, steadfast in the, fast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Satan's going around like a roaring lion. Boy, he's just a roaring and growling. He may sound like one, but he's not a lion. He has no right to put his teeth into you. If you're a born-again believer. Unless you allow him to. It's a decision. It's if you're willing to fight, he can't touch you. But if you lay down on the job, he's ready to pounce on you. He may have a large growl, but to a born-again believer, there's no bite. The word says for us to resist him. We've got to come against him. We've got to say, Satan, no, I'm not going to have this. I am more than victorious in Jesus Christ. This is what the word of God says. Sometimes you need to take the Bible and just start quoting it to the enemy. He has no power over the word of God. And as you're quoting the word, you need to listen to it. And faith will arise in your spirit. The more you read it, the more you speak it, faith will arise. Luke 10, 19 says, Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents, serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing by any means hurt you by any means hurt you. God has given us authority over the enemy. you got to stand up and use the authority that he's given you. You can't go around and say, Satan, I tell you to stop. No, you just got to stop, Satan. But you got to stand up and tell him, Satan, the word says this. And you've got to back off in the name of Jesus. Use that authority in the name of Jesus over him. 
again, we don't want to be a wimpy, twist Christian, but we need to stand up and let the power of God arise within our lives. Romans 8.26, likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. I'll say this, you know, as individuals, we're not that strong. It's only the power of God that's within us. His Word says the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses. He's the one that will strengthen you. He's the one that will give you the boldness to stand before the enemy. If it was up to us, no. But for God within us, there's nothing can stop us. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. My question for you now is, are you praying or are you interceding in the Spirit of God? Battles are won while you're interceding before God. Sometimes you don't know how to pray against a situation. don't know what to say. But the Spirit of God knows exactly how you need to pray. And He'll pray through you. And I tell you what, when it's complete, you'll know that you touch heaven. Are you praying or are you interceding over your situation today? couple random thoughts I jotted down. It says, be, be faithful to God. Don't give the enemy the right to harass you or torment you. Do those things that are right before God. Keep yourself holy. Keep yourself pure. He was a great accuser. love to come in and accuse you of things. Be faithful to God. Too often we lose the will to fight. We give in to our situation. By doing so, you've given the right to the enemy to lord over your life. you got to get up and fight it once more. Romans 8.31 What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? God is for you today. He is for you. He wants you to succeed. He wants you to live in hell. He wants you to be successful. And He's gave you everything that you need to accomplish these things. It's found in His Word. God is for us. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You can fight. You can win wars. Because you're going on the strength of, the, of God himself. He will empower you today.
Psalms 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. He alone is God. Sometimes it's good just to sit in His presence. Just to be still. Let your ears be open to His voice. He will reveal Himself to you. John 16.33 says, These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. There will be battles. There will be wars. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. He's already won the battle for you. He's already done it. Yeah, there's going to be wars. You're going to go through some things. But he's already won it. I have one last scripture I want to read to you. Isaiah 60, verses 1 and 2. It says, Arise, shine, for the light has come, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. Praise God. So we need to rise and shine. Let the glory of God shine on our face. And we need to be strong in the Lord. There's a lot of darkness out there. There's a lot of situations out there. But God will see you through. It may look dark around you. But I tell you what, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And he will bring you to the other side. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, that you didn't just leave us alone here to fight our own battles. Lord, you didn't leave us here that the enemy of God, that Satan, would have his way in our lives. But, Lord, you have given us the weapons and the ability and the knowledge to overcome the evil one. And through you, Lord, we will have great success. You are our Lord. You are our Savior. Lord, I know there's those that are going through great battles. And there's a big mountain that's maybe before them. Lord, I know that you will honor your word. Lord, that if they will speak to their mountain, that mountain will have to be removed. Lord, that you will give us the ability and the strength to go forward to fight each battle. God, I pray that your blessings will be on everyone that's here. Lord, I pray that they will pick up the sword of the Spirit. Lord, that they would pray and intercede.
So, God, you are with them. Lord, you're wanting them to call upon you. Lord, you're wanting them to have faith in you, to trust you. Lord, that you have given them power over fear. But, Lord, you have given them a holy boldness. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. With every eye closed, perhaps there's someone here this morning that never has met the Lord Jesus Christ. You have never asked him to come into your life. But today I would like to introduce him to you. There's no friend like Jesus. The word says that he'll be closer than a brother. He'll be closer than your mom, your dad. He'll be closer than your spouse. He'll be closer than your children. And if today that you would like to have him come into your life, you would like to be introduced to him, you'd like to know him, just by uplifted hand, says, that's me. I want Jesus in my life. I want to be wiped clean of all the sins that I have. Okay, then we're all born-again believers here today. I know there are some here this morning that are in a, a deep battle. Battle of survival. There's such a large mountain before you, you really don't know what to do. God is here for you this morning. And just everybody uplift your hand, just acknowledge, yes, that's that's me. Amen. God is faithful to you. And today he's asking you to ask him for help. Today he's wanting you to begin searching his word. That you may learn of the weapons that you need for this life. God loves you so much. You know, I think it hurts him when he sees his people that are hurting. He's got the answer for them. They don't know what the answer is. They haven't really search the scriptures and he says just won't you go to my word and I will touch your life I will minister to you I will give you hope he so much wants to be here for you God will reveal himself to you if you ask him to he will show you 
Let's all stand. Lord, today I call upon your Holy Spirit and ask that he would just touch each and every heart that's here. I ask, Lord, that faith will arise within this spirit. Lord, I know that with you there is always hope. There are those here today that there seems to be a dark cloud over your life. Jesus is telling you this morning to speak to that cloud. And as you speak to that cloud, it's going to part. That cloud is not of God. And that's not for His children. Speak to your mountains this morning. God, thank you. God, I thank you. God, I thank you for what you're doing this morning. I give you praise in the name of Jesus. Amen. Pastor, you know. Thank God for the word. Please remain standing. Um, God will help us with every battle. And thank you, Pastor Andy, for sharing. But I just want to bless you with the word of God before we go. Uh, it's very important to me that we obey scriptures, and uh, that's the way I want to live my life, because I believe that the Word of God works. I really believe this with all of my heart. Uh, that's why we are Christians. It works, and it works for us. I'm going to read uh, this scripture uh, from uh, Numbers chapter 6. Uh, from verse 22, the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, This is the way you shall bless the children of God. Say to them. That's what I want to say to you this morning as we close. And I'm blessing you according to the word of God. And the blessing of God will be made upon you and your family. Because this is what God commanded. It says, say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And God bless you and everything you set your hands to do. God bless. We're dismissed.